Good morning. My name is Stuart Davidson. I'm the pastor here at Eastern Shore Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website, www.myesbc.net. Of course, if you would like to visit us on a Sunday morning, you'll see that we have life group classes or Sunday school classes that start at 9 a.m. And our service starts every Sunday at 1010 a.m. Come by and see us. God bless you. And I hope that you are motivated to look more like Jesus through today's podcast. Several years ago, we hired Josh Rabin to be our youth pastor, and when he arrived on staff, he brought with him a lot of different uh, ideas and ways of doing things, and Josh taught me about music I had never really listened to, and uh, we have a lot of things in common. We love, uh, uh, of course, music. We love movies, television shows, and and YouTube. Anybody else? Probably so. Um, And Josh told me about a, a little funny video on YouTube called Kid President. I don't know if you've ever, you remember Kid President, Josh, way back in the day? I'd never heard of Kid President until Josh uh, had come to town, but Kid President's a little kid who dresses up really nice and wears a coat and wears a tie and, and really just uh, points out the very simple things uh, of life. Uh, he points out uh, some things that we can do as individuals just to make our world a, a better place. And I want to play a really short video uh, by this young boy uh, uh, who calls himself Kid President. And the, the, the name of the video is An Open Letter to Moms by Kid President. Ten things that every mom needs to know. Watch this one goes out to moms. On behalf of all the kids in the world, here are ten things every mom needs to know. Number one, put down your phone. Unless your kid is named phone. Number two, don't name your kid phone. That's just not right. That's messed up. Number three, we love you. It's just sometimes we don't know how to say it. Sometimes it just comes out screaming or crying. But the next time your kid screams, you know what they're really saying is, I love you, Mom. You're beautiful. Thank you for not naming me phone. (laughs) Four, stop cleaning. Our house isn't messy. Our house is awesome. It's awesome because we live in it. My mom got stuff to do. Number five. Mom upside down is wow. Doesn't really mean anything, but I just thought it was really cool. Wow. It should be like this. Wow, 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 wow. Number six. Wow, I have you here. I want to take a second and talk about meatloaf. Meatloaf's like a loaf of bread, but it's meat. Mom, we love you, but let's cool it on the meatloaf. Number seven, thank you for cleaning up all the poop. Number eight, have fun for once. We love to see you have fun. Dance in the grocery store. Uh-huh, I found all this stuff. Or sing in the middle of a driveway. Oh, it'll feel great. Great. And then it'll scare your kids so much, they'll be quiet. Number nine. Hug more, shout less. Look, I get it, I get it. Sometimes we do some things wrong. But growing up is scary. There's school, there's tests, there's...
We husbands, if we're just being honest, probably don't do quite enough to help you out. You live chaotic and fast lives. You may not know this, but Mary knows or knew exactly how you feel on an everyday basis. There's two things that I want to bring out for you here, this letter A and letter B. Mary's modern day issues, she dealt with expectations and she dealt with exhaustion. She dealt with expectations and she dealt with exhaustion. From the very beginning of the story, we see that Mary is neck deep in a wedding. And again, we don't know who this wedding is, but we know that Mary is personally invested in this week-long ceremony. And let's theorize for just one moment that this is one of Jesus's sisters, one of Mary and Joseph's daughters that is being married. And remember, Mary is all alone in this planning process. Joseph, Jesus' father, had passed away long ago. So Mary was a single mom. If this was one of Mary's daughters, she was carrying the very full load of this wedding and all the preparations all on her shoulders. She did not have a husband to help her with these preparations. And no doubt, she was struggling with the expectations of her family and her friends and of the community to perform a wedding that would be fun and engaging and amazing for everyone. A wedding to remember, if you will. Ladies, it's easy to put yourself in Mary's shoes, isn't it? Mary was surrounded by lots of people with big expectations. There are so many moving pieces to making a Jewish marriage ceremony special and memorable. By the way, it's very difficult to make a wedding ceremony special and memorable even today. And there's lots of pressure to make that a wonderful event. And no doubt, being a single mom, Mary is spinning a lot of different plates, hoping that none of them are going to fall and break. It was late in the week. She was tired. She was probably irritable. She's moody and most likely, like many of us, she was probably ready for this thing to finally be over just so she can move on. As you'll see in a minute, Mary is so frustrated and tired, she hands over all of the decision-making to her son, Jesus, all the authority to him. Moms, how many of you know what I'm talking about today? It seems like every single day you wake up and you open your eyes to chaos all around you. You have to get your kids to school, dance, the ball field, to church. You wake up early and you run all day long and you finally hit the bed exhausted. Sometimes if you're like my family, you're so exhausted that you can't even go back to sleep, which is the one thing you want to do. And you do this over and over again, day after day. Every day is another day of chaos. And for those of you that have small children that think you have chaos now, oh, just wait. <laughs> Friends, that is exactly where Mary was. She was tired. She was fed up. She was exhausted after a long several months of wedding planning. Moms, if you feel that way today, I have great news for you. It's not God's desire for you to be exhausted. He wants you to be excited. God wants to provide for you rest and peace and assurance. By the way, not just for moms, but for dads and for everybody in this room. 
Moms, when is it the last time that you slowed down? When is the last time that you stopped and just sat silently and prayed? When is the last time that you sang? I believe whether you're a father or a mother, we have to prioritize our walk with God above all things. And I think that when you're feeling worn out, exhausted, it usually means that our walk with God has been pushed somewhere to the bottom of our priority list. Friends, do me a favor, open up your Bible, flip over a few pages to John chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, and you'll see that Jesus encounters another woman in chaos. And we don't know whether or not she was a mother, but her personal life was a wreck. And listen to what Jesus told her. And Jesus says this in verse 13 of John 4. He says to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I give him will become like a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't be thirsty and I won't have to come draw water again. And Jesus says, come to me, drink from my fountain and never thirst again. Can you hear the desperation in this woman's voice? Sir, give me this water Please. Moms, how many of you are exhausted today? How many of you are tired? Friends, come to Jesus. Slow down. This world will have you run a a race that you cannot win. You cannot win it. And Jesus says, stop running and rest. For the record, husbands, we can help in this. One of the things that I recently just put into place in my own personal life that I think is really helping my marriage and my relationship with my wife. At about 8.30 at night, I take my phone and I take it and I put it in my bedroom and I leave it there. And I come back to my den and I sit down with my wife and we just talk. I've begun to, when I do this, to turn off the television and just begin to have conversations with my wife and you would not believe, you would not believe how much it helps. Another thing that, I've, that Angela and I have always done that has always been really, really helpful is to go for a walk. Just, just leave your cell phones, leave your iPads, leave the screens, leave the work, and just go for a walk. Ladies, if your children are young and you can't leave them at home, I understand that. Put them in the stroller and take them with you because think about this. You're actually sowing seeds of a healthy marriage into your children at a young age when you do that. We did that with all three of our boys. Now our boys are old enough to where we can leave the house with them still at the house. And we can still just go for a walk. Hold hands with one another. Put your arm around her. And I promise you, it will enliven your marriage. Help your wives do this. So Mary was a modern-day mother. Mary dealt with chaos. And here's the second thing. Mary also dealt with crisis. She dealt with crisis. Verse 3, when the, when the wine ran out. <laughs> the scariest words in that whole chapter. When the, when the wine ran out. By the way, this was not Mary's first crisis. Mary dealt with crisis her entire life. She faced the crisis of Jesus' birth. That was a crisis. She faced the crisis of revealing her pregnancy to Joseph. That was a crisis. She faced the crisis of being pregnant before marriage. She faced the crisis of leaving her home 
to save her life and the life of her family. She faced the crisis of losing Jesus as a boy in Jerusalem. She faced the crisis of losing her husband. She would eventually face the crisis of Jesus' death. Mary's life was hard. It was filled with trouble. And everywhere she turned, the one consistent thing about her life was crisis. Moms, dads, if you wake up and there's crisis around you, you are in very good biblical company because there's crisis in the Bible as well. Mary was busy. Welcome to motherhood, by the way. Now Mary deals with crisis. The wine is gone. Not one drop is left. All of Mary's preparations were absolutely meaningless and she never saw it coming. This was a complete surprise to her. Moms, have you ever been in a crisis? Some of you have. In our congregation today, we have mothers who've had to wade through some deep, dark waters of crisis. They've had to navigate divorce. They've had to navigate miscarriage and separation and death and disease, job loss and lost finances. And certainly Mary's crisis is not life-altering, but it was a big deal to her. You know, as I speak to women and I talk to them about their families, one thing that I seem to always kind of try to wrap my head around, the one thing about moms, they're always sacrificing everything for us, for us husbands, for their children. And, and when they start talking about other people's problems, they often will say, well, their problems are greater than my problems. And I hear what they're trying to say, but you know what? It's still a big deal to you. And it's still a big deal to you. Mary's crisis is not going to be some life-altering crisis, but it was a big deal to her. And I don't know what crisis is going on in your life, but it's probably a big deal to you. It was a major source of embarrassment for Mary. When When the wine ran out, I imagine that Mary asked the same questions that many of you would have asked. How did I get this so wrong? Is it my fault that it turned out this way? What are people going to say about me or my family when they find out that I have failed? How did I miscalculate so badly these choices? Moms and dads, have you ever asked yourself those things? Because boy, I have. Parents, have you asked yourself these questions? I've also sat down with lots of families over the years who've asked really similar questions. Most of these families are good, godly people that have wayward sons and daughters. They did everything right. They came to Sunday school and church, and they sent their kids to youth camps and vacation Bible school. And yet at the end of the day, their kid went a different route. A wayward child can throw a mother or a father into crisis. I had a pastor one time in my very first church assignment tell me that we're all one bad, we're all one bad decision away from being homeless. Let that set in. We're all one bad decision away from being homeless. Our decisions can serve to help us and our decisions can serve to hurt us. And Lord knows, my goodness, I've made some bad decisions. Decisions that I regret and I wish I could do over. In this case, Mary is involved in making a decision that leads to embarrassment and chaos and crisis. And what do we do when crisis comes knocking at the door? What does Mary do? Where does Mary go? Go ahead, Sunday school. Jesus. That's exactly right. 
Friends, I have no idea what you are facing today. Maybe some of you are facing embarrassment. Maybe you're facing a rebellious son or daughter, an illness, a divorce. Either way, Jesus is there for you. Just like he is in the midst of his mother's chaotic life, he is there for you and me as well. And I would say this, that Jesus does his best work in times of crisis and chaos. Some of the most miraculous work that Jesus will ever do in anyone's life is when things seem the darkest. In Psalm chapter 34, verses 17 through 20, listen to what the psalmist writes. He says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the Christian spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He keeps all of his bones, not one of them is broken. He is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Moms, dads, Jesus is there for you no matter what you are facing today. The last point I want to share is this, that Mary dealt with chaos, crisis, but she also dealt with control issues. Moms, do you all deal with control issues? And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. This piece of scripture is very revealing. We see a brief moment of what Jesus and Mary's relationship was really like. Mary was in the midst of chaos. She was in a moment of crisis. And so what does Mary do? Does she play games with Jesus? Does she dance around the issue? And the answer is no. Mary gets real. Mom, moms, put yourself in Mary's shoes. Have you ever said to your kids or to your husband, that grass sure is long. Have you ever said to your kids, hey, that bedroom sure is kind of dirty? We say things like that because we have an expectation for your spouse or for your child to do something about it. You have to read between the lines. Mary is essentially giving Jesus the mom look, if you will. She's trying to control the situation. She knows that Jesus is from God. She knows that it's within his power to resolve the situation. It's right here that Mary shows her humanity. We see her embarrassment. We hear her impatience and her desire to force Jesus' hand. And look how Jesus responds. Woman, what does this have to do with me? Jesus says, why is this my problem? By the way, kids, children, Men, youth in the room, I do not advise telling your mother when she asks you to clean your room, take the trash out or empty the dishwasher to say, woman, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> Jesus gets away with such things because he's Jesus. That will probably get you a fresh kick in the pants. You might think that Jesus is being disrespectful, but obviously this is not true. Jesus is setting the stage here for a miracle. He's letting us know that this mistake, this mistake that was made was not his mistake. You know why? Because Jesus doesn't make mistakes. This error did not belong to him. He was free of guilt. He was free of shame. He was free of embarrassment. This did not belong to him. Yet, in the midst of his perfection, he takes up the mistakes of another and brings about a blessing. 
Let me say that one more time. In the midst of his perfection, he takes up the mistakes of another person and turns them into a blessing. By the way, this is what Jesus does. He takes the curse and makes it a cause. He takes Mary's vice and makes it into a victory. 1 John 3, 5 says as much. He says, you know that he appeared to take away sins and in him there was no sins. Jesus takes our mistakes, our failures, our problems and turns them into a blessing. For the record, that's what good mothers do as well. They take up the mistakes of their children and they bring good from them. When your child forgets the homework at school, many times it's mom who shows up at said school with the assignment. When your child forgets to pack the bag and and gets to where he or she is trying to go and calls and says, Mom, I forgot my bag. Guess who's there to fix that mistake? Mom. When your child has a a homework assignment that your child doesn't know how to do, mom, it's your job to do that homework assignment. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. But it's generally our moms that that make sure that the mistakes of our children don't end up life-altering, life-changing mistakes. They don't become life-altering or life-changing. And we know the rest of the story. Jesus changes the water into wine And yet I want to take a moment here to brag on Mary. And this is really the learning point for us all. Mary was not perfect. She was not. No mother is perfect. Like Mary, you'll get angry and tired. And you'll yell when you shouldn't. You'll fail more times than you like to admit. And then at the end of it, you'll feel terrible about it. You'll feel bad that you did it. And just like Mary, you won't get everything right. But listen to the last words of Mary that are said in this story. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Those are the last words that Mary utters in this chapter. Mary, at the end of her rope, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of chaos, struggling with control issues, tells other people, listen, I don't have this figured out, but I know that he does. You go follow and obey him. Go follow and obey Jesus. Moms, I have no idea what's going on in your life today. I have little insight into the operations of your day. I live with a mother, and I have a feeling that many of the things that Angela struggles with, probably you struggle with as well. I know that you get frustrated. I know that you get exasperated like Mary, and perhaps you just want to throw your hands up in the air and call it a day. And let me encourage you to follow Mary's example. By the way, not just mothers, but fathers, anybody in this room, follow Mary's example. At the end of your day, tell your family and your friends to do whatever Jesus says. Just follow Jesus. Point your children to Jesus Be the example. Mary certainly did not have it all together. I certainly don't have it all together. Mary made mistake after mistake, and guess what? I make mistake after mistake too. However, Mary did one thing really right in this story. She pointed people to obeying Christ. Obey Jesus. Do whatever he tells you to do. Moms, dads, moms, since it's Mother's Day, if that's the one thing that you were successful in doing with your children, pointing them to Jesus and telling them to obey Christ, then you've made it. You've done and been successful at the one thing God puts you on planet Earth to do.
My friends, I pray that we can all learn lessons from Mary's motherhood. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Lord Jesus, we come before you today, and I I do thank you for our moms. It's so easy uh, to to talk to moms and and to to be thankful for them. Lord, you have blessed blessed us with some terrific parents. And Lord, today for the moms in here that are feeling tired, feeling frustrated, feeling at the end of their rope, wondering are they ever going to get this parenting game right, Lord, I pray that you will give them peace and assurance, letting them know that there are lots of imperfect people in the Bible that do amazing things, not because they're amazing, but because you're amazing and you work through them. Lord, forgive us when we fail. Forgive us when we don't calculate things right or Or, Lord, when we stumble and fall and we make mistakes, Lord, help us to be graceful people. Lord, help us to find forgiveness and grace in our hearts, to forgive ourselves first. Sometimes we just need to forgive ourselves. But, Lord Jesus, I want to pray a blessing over each mom, each grandmother, each aunt that's raising a child that maybe not even be your own. Lord, I pray that you will give them your presence, that you will install in their hearts a sense of comfort and peace. Lord, today, in some ways, my heart is heavy because I know that there's some people in this room who for the first time, their moms aren't with them this Mother's Day. And my heart goes out to them. And I know that today, while they're surrounded by their children, they take great joy in that. But at the same time, today is a hard day for them because they wish their mom was here. Lord, I pray a comfort for them as well. Lord, help us to be sensitive to those ladies and men in the room today. Lord, help us to put our arms around them and let them know that we love them too. And Lord, help them to remember the legacy that their moms have put in their life. Good people, making them strong, making them who they are today. And Lord, let that put a smile on their face. Lord Jesus, we pray this today in your name. Amen. Well, friends, I want to invite you to make a decision for the Lord today. Maybe today you'd like to come and embrace Christ. Maybe today. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast, and we hope to see you again on Sunday morning. Of course, you can also watch our services live on YouTube. Simply search Eastern Shore Baptist Church on YouTube And at 10.05, our broadcast starts. We hope to see you soon. God bless you. And again, visit our website, www.myesbc.net. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.